Amen. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the Gospel according to St. Mark. I'm going to read from the 6th chapter. Again, to our guests, we are grateful that you are here. We are happy for any first-time guest at First Church. We believe at First Church, if we can make a connection and there will be a continuance, there will be something to celebrate. And we thank God for that opportunity. If you're a guest and don't have a church home, we'd love for ours to be yours. This is a great place. And if you want to know why, just simply look around. The great people of First Church make this the great church that it is. Mark chapter 6, verse 48 reads, And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed them. But when they saw him, he saw them, then they saw him walking upon the sea. They supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. I think in other words he was saying, I'm going to save you from this storm. I want, to, I want to just talk to you for a few moments today. I want to preach to you. Seeing through the storm. Seeing through the storm. Storms will come. Trial will be in your tomorrow. There are dark days that are before you. But there is a light that will shine. There is a voice that you can hear. And there is a Savior you can see in the storm. Somebody just lift your hands and your voices to the Lord right now. And ask that His presence and power that's in this place will speak peace to the storm that's raging in your life. God, right now I pray for every person in this place that you will help us to see you in the storm and to know that you will see us through the storm. Help us to see through the storm. Somebody put your hands together and let's give a little praise. Let's give a little praise to a God that's going to be there when the wind is howling and the sea is raging. I know a Savior that's going to walk this way today. I believe you're going to do it. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Seeing through the storm, you may be seated. We know that prior to the text that I shared with you, there was a mighty miracle that took place. The feeding of the 5,000. And we know that there was something that caused him to have compassion upon those that were in need. Can I tell you today that we serve a Savior that has compassion on people that are in need. We serve a God that is so good. He cares. He said as a matter of fact cast all your care upon me for I care for thee. Let us never forget. Let us certainly not forget this day that we serve a loving God who loves us so much that he told us to cast 
Don't just save a little for you to try to handle. Don't keep a little for you to try to handle. But give it all to God today. Take everything that weights you down. Take everything that has consumed you. The cares of life, the hurt, the pain, and all that you're trying to process today. And say, I'm going to give it to a God because he told me to and he'll see me through. We serve a God that is compassionate, that loves us, that cares about us so much. And he wants to help us out of the hell that's happening. He looked out and saw a multitude of people. Sister Butler, he saw masses of people. The Bible tells us that it was 5,000 men plus women and children. Now if you calculate that, think about that, 5,000 men. You look at the ratio of men to women even in this sanctuary today, men to children even in this sanctuary today, and you understand that it was more than 5,000 that he fed, Aaron. It was 5,000 men plus women and children. There was a great group of people. His heart did not only hurt for the men, but Sister Michan, he had a compassion come over him that only Christ can have when he looks out to a great mass of people and sees that they are hungry and there's no one to feed them, that they are desiring something that would satisfy and there was nothing to satisfy them, that they, if he didn't do something about it, they would leave and they would not find that which they need. Can I tell you today that God sees the hurt, the pain, the problem and every difficulty of every person in this building today and he doesn't want anybody to leave this place today lest he would do for you what you need him to and that is provide that which you need. Maybe it's not a loaf, maybe it's not a fish, maybe you ate a big breakfast and you're not hungry today. So we're not talking about the natural food that he wants to feed people today. We're talking about somebody that you came depleted. You aren't nourished when it comes to your spiritual life. It feels like you got nothing left and you're on fumes. Let me tell you today, you walked into the right place. When you walked into the presence of God, you walked into a room where there are people that are worshiping a God. That when he starts moving, he's going to help the hell... That's happening in every one of your lives. He's going to deliver you from that difficulty. He's going to see you through that storm. He said he had compassion on them. Compassion upon them so much so that he said, I'm not going to let them go hungry. I'm not going to let them leave hungry. I'm going to feed them. How are you going to do that? Anybody ever ask God, how are you going to do that? I can't imagine how that you could do what Pastor just said that you were going to do. I can't, I don't know if I even believe what you're saying, Pastor, that God has the ability to give everybody that's here today everything that they need. I want somebody to know that if you don't believe what I'm saying, you just try God out. You just say, hey, I'm willing to give you a little bit of what I've got and you make it what everybody needs. Somebody needs to know today that we just need a few people to say, I'm going to give you just a little that I have. It doesn't seem like a lot. How could, how could what I have? How could what I have? How could the little that I have be enough for the need as big as it is? You see, too many of us are focused on how big the need is and how little we have. But we're missing a moment 
where he says, give me what you have and I'll take it and I'll make it more than enough. I'll take it and I'll make it more than enough. We buy 200 penny worth of bread, it wouldn't be sufficient to feed all these people. We start calculating in our mind, this is what we can do, this is what we can give, this is how we can help, this is what we can do. And then there's a little lad that has saltines and sardines and says, I'm just going to give that to God and see what he can do with it. I'm just going to put it in the hands of the master and watch the master take my saltines and sardines and feed 5,000 plus women and children. When he found out that there was someone willing to give what they had to him, he said, sit them down, it's supper time. Sit them down. It's supper time. You know what? When every one of us walked in here with all the hell that's happening and all the difficulty and everything that we're dealing with and we look out and we say, how can God supply? He's just looking for one person to walk into this sanctuary and say, here God, I'm going to give you my worship. Here God, I'm going to give you my praise. I'm going to get, it may not seem like much, but I'm going to give it to you because I know if I can give that to you, there's something that you can do with what I have to give that will cause someone to live he needs what you have to give so that someone can live he needs what you have to give I'm so sick and tired of Satan convincing you that what you have isn't worthy of his hands that's a lie from the pit of hell I don't care if you got half a goldfish Give half a goldfish to God. Now, I don't know. I think whales are like the cheap knockoffs of goldfish. That's what I hear anyway. I'm not a big fan. But he'll take half a goldfish and make a whale out of half a goldfish if you'll give it to him. Give God what you have so he can do what he needs to do to help people that are hurting. I don't know. That little boy's looking around. Thank God for childlike faith. Thank God for someone that doesn't see through a glass darkly. But when he sees a glass half empty, he sees a glass half full and says, I can give this. And I I know that it may not seem like much to everybody else, but in the hands of the master, a miracle's about to happen. Somebody needs to see that the hands that you place, the little mess that you have to offer is going to take a miracle to help those that are hungry. This miracle happens. I mean, it's an amazing miracle. He sits them down. Sit them down. It's supper time. Any any of you ever been to the Dolly Stampede and you know that when they say it's supper time, 
I mean, people come like ants from everybody, and they're pouring soup and throwing rolls and just doing everything, and boom, there you go, and you're, you're sitting there eating. It's just like a matter of seconds, and there's food everywhere. Anybody ready for lunch today? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, how cool would it be if I'd say, it's supper time, and people from everybody just come in. I sit next to you, Brother No, I said, if you don't like that soup, give it to me because I like that soup. Ain't many places you can go and drink soup and it'd be all right, but there, it's supper time. And they just come from everywhere, filling up plates, and throwing this down and that down. And man, it's then after they get done, after they get done. He tells, he tells his disciples, he tells those that are chosen by him, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. The Lord of the leftover knows that I got more than you need for the moment. There's another day that's coming. And you're going it's amazing. It's amazing. It doesn't matter how much I eat, Bob. It ain't long till I'm hungry again. Brother Marty, when I go to Chinese food, which isn't very often, I eat that Chinese food and I like that Chinese food. But about an hour and a half later, I'm ready to eat again. I get hungry again. And that's what God knows. That's what the Lord knows. You see, it's not enough. I don't want anybody to think that you can slip in every once in a while on a Sunday and come eat some bread and say everything's going to be all right because before the morrow arrives, there's still something that's going to be longing on the inside that says I'm hungry to be fed again. That's why the Lord of the leftover says, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. And so they did. And then they take, the Bible says, 12, 12 baskets full. Sister McMillan, 12 baskets full. I, I got a feeling the baskets were bigger than this. This would hold saltines and sardines and something to shake up your faith a little bit. But there, I, I got a feeling those baskets were big baskets full. Baskets full of the fragments that remain. He had fed everybody and fed everybody well. If you've ever been to a buffet and you leave hungry, it's your own fault. No one left hungry that day, Zach. They all left full and so too were 12 baskets. They collected 12 baskets full. You ever wondered what they did with those? Here's what I think. I think... According to the text, once this miracle, this mighty miracle had taken place, the Bible says that he constrained them. He compelled them strongly. If you want to get into real strong verbiage, he forced them to get in the boat and said, we have someplace else to go. This isn't the only miracle that I have come to do. It's a miracle, no doubt. I fed the 5,000. I gave them what they needed and satisfied their hungry. But this isn't over. We're just getting started. Somebody needs to understand that when God does what He does today, next Sunday somebody else is going to walk through those doors that is still going to need God to do a miracle. We can't sit satisfied with one Sunday outpouring. we got to be hungry to see more. 
I've been doing the best that I can preaching as passionately as I possibly can how that we must reach the lost. There's something worse than being lost and that's being lost and no one's looking. There are others that are going to come hungry. There are others that are going to come dealing with hell. There are others that are going to come with a life that is in shambles that needs a miracle master for their moment. So they gather up 12 baskets full of bread and fish and they, I think they put them in the boat. Anybody ever gone on a boat? My brother, he loves to go fishing if there's plenty of food in the boat. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Brother Clyde, I don't care about the food when I'm fishing. I'm catching what I want to eat. Sister McMillan, I remember a time going uh, with your precious husband. and Man, it was different because we were fishing a long, long time. And when he pulled out sandwiches, he pulled out a sandwich. I don't like ham sandwiches. He pulled out a ham sandwich. That day I did. I was hungry you ever notice something about hungry people hungry people aren't picky Braden. hungry people want to eat they say it don't matter I'd have to be real thirsty to drink coffee just so you know that's never <laughs> hungry people they want to eat they put those 12 fragments 12 baskets full of fragments that remained in that boat. And they, they got in that boat. You know why they got in that boat? Because they were compelled. They were almost, he kind of pushed them in the boat and said, boys, we got someplace else to go. There's other mighty miracles that need to be done. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to push you to keep going. And then I'm going to go pray for you. I want somebody to hear what I just said. The Savior said, I'm going to push you to keep going. I'm going to push you to stir up that gift. And then I'm going to go pray for you. And I'm going to pray that your faith won't fail you when the storm starts to rage that you'll still know I'm the miracle working God that can speak peace in your storm they get in the boat seasoned seamen get into a boat and begin to row and if you've ever been on the waters when you see a storm if you ever have been on the waters when you see a storm. Something happens to even the most experienced at sea when the storm starts to rage. Let me say that again so you understand it better. Something happens even to the seasoned saints when the storms begin to rage. It starts perhaps with just a cool breeze that begins and then crease in intensity and that wind starts to howl and the waves start to crash and the rain begins to pour down. Has anybody ever been out there when the rains weren't vertical they were horizontal. When it's hitting you right in the face. Aaron, I've been out there when I've been looking to I've been looking to kill a duck and ice is blowing straight in my face. It wasn't coming down like this. It was raging and there was something about 
about it. I'd much rather be in a pit that I could duck down to be on a boat that's tossing to and fro and not knowing whether I was going to make it to the other side. Has anybody ever felt like you've been out there and the storm, it came out of nowhere. The wind begins to blow. The hail starts to come down. All hail comes down upon you. I think you understand what I'm saying. They were there. Moments removed from a masterpiece of a miracle. He took five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 people, men, plus women and children. I can almost see in that boat as they're holding, trying to find anything to hold on to. Rocking them here, rocking them there. They don't know whether they're going to make it. You ever wondered what was bouncing around that boat? You ever thought about what was being tossed to and fro? There were little pieces of fish that were flying out of that boat. I like when fish are flying in the boat, but not when they're flying out. Bouncing all over the base of that boat was bread. Fragments of the miracle that they had gathered up. The fragments that remained that they had hidden perhaps somewhere in the boat for a day that they would need to be fed when they got hungry again. But Sister Teresa, not now. They were holding on for dear life. And while they were holding on, as that boat was rocking to and from and the the storm was raging around about them, there was bread bouncing in the boat. How quickly we forget the miracles that our master has recently performed when the storm comes. I'll tell you, the most terrible tragedy of the storm is that it blinds us from who it is that speaks peace in the storm. It skews our vision so much so that we see what is our answer. What is the Savior walking on the water our way? And we fear it's just another problem. Something that's going to make it worse. Worse, a ghost perhaps or some spirit or what is that? While bread bounced in the boat... They could not see through the storm that the same one that performed the miracle for the hungry multitude was the same one that was walking their way to make a way of escape. Are we so distracted by our difficulty? Are we so distracted by the storm? Is the storm raging? Only a fool would say no. Of course we know. The storm is raging. The wind is blowing. It's howling at a pace that rivals even Ian. When you see the devastation that happened with that, you know. It doesn't matter what category you give it. You can't categorize it, but anything. A horrific, a horrific storm. 
And yet ours seems to be comparable when we consider what we've been through, what we've gone through. While bread bounces in the bottom of our boat, we hold on for dear life and we miss. We can't see that our Savior today is walking on the wave your way. He's walking on the wave your way. Help us. My prayer is today that he will help us to see through the storm. I pray for every person here today. I pray for people that the peril is so severe, the circumstance is so severe, the situation is so severe. We don't see the bread in the boat. We miss the master as he walks on the waves. Open our eyes today that we might see through the storm. We might see and know. He saw them. That's why he walked on the waves. Chris, he saw them where they were and knew that they would perish without him helping them out of the hell that they were in. That's why he walked on the waves. They saw him, he said. My words will speak peace to the storm. My word will speak to the situation and solve the situation. My words will speak and the storm will subside. He spoke, peace be still. It was only after he declared who he was. Hear Hear the voice of the Spirit as he says today. It is I. Be not afraid. Don't fear. Don't worry. The storm will not take you. For I will save you. It is I. Be not afraid. Peace. Be still. The storm left quicker than it came. Because he spoke the word. The same one that spoke this world into existence. That created the same sea that they sailed on. Would say, peace be still. And the storm would subside. He has the ability to speak and to solve. Today, we are desperate to see through the storm. A savior that can save. For what is a savior that cannot save? We Can't know, we won't know because our Savior saves. He has ears to hear and a heart that can be touched and an arm that can reach and a hand that can save. When we hear his voice say, it is I, be not afraid. We should not fear. We should hear. Peace, be still. I close with this consideration as we find the scripture unfolding We understand that those that were there, Sister Michelle, they were there and witnessed the breaking of bread. 5,000 men plus women and children being fed with two fish and five loaves. The same ones now marveled at the master. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty impressed with five loaves and two fish feeding thousands of people. That's pretty amazing to me. But if you ever notice, people aren't that impressed when it doesn't really affect them much. 
You ever notice your miracles don't mean as much to me as they do to you? You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. We could have taken that oil and sold it and given it to the poor. You don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box. So you pardon me while I say today when he does a miracle for me, I'll be amazed. Kids, moms, dads, they went home telling everybody, I got everything I wanted to eat from one little boy's lunch. But oh, when he saved them from the storm, whoo, I love a good lunch. But I love a God that can save me from never having another. It is I. Be not afraid. Before you can hear the voice of a Savior that will speak words of salvation, you must focus your eyes. Squint if you must, but see through the storm a Savior that walks on the waves. Today, He's coming your way. Stand with me in this house and pray that every person that's in this place today will see through the storm. The storm that rages, Pastor, you can't even imagine how difficult and dark the day. The winds are howling, the waves are crashing, the rain. All hell has unleashed its fury. And I fear this ship may sink. Not today, because he sees you right where you are. And he's walking on the waves headed your way. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Today, there are people that are in this place that certainly, certainly could say the storm is raging. My prayer is that you'll see through, that you'll see through the storm a Savior that walks on the wave headed your way. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here today and you're dealing with the difficulty, a circumstance that is a storm. You're navigating through hell in your home. You're doing your best to survive the waves that are crashing. Would you just slip your hand heavenward and say, Pastor, I need to be where that I can see through the storm. Thank God for every hand that was lifted in this house. My prayer is now that every person that's in this place would take the few short steps from the seat where you are to an altar where you will find a Savior that if you'll take a few steps He'll walk on the wave your way and He'll save you from the storm that's happening in your home deliver you from the darkness of the day set you free from the circumstance and situation that has you where you don't know somebody know there's bread bouncing around in your boat and the same one that fed 5,000 plus women and children We'll save you. We'll save you from 